Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Kentuckiana Travel Ball Podcast, brought to you by Guardian Baseball. Shop for your top baseball and softball gear, locally owned, free shipping, free returns. Use the code Kentuckiana Travel Ball for an additional 15% off. One more time, use the code Kentuckiana Travel Ball for an additional 15% off. We are coming from the, uh, the Panama City Beach this week. I, you can't really tell, but there is a beach behind us. There are waves. There are kids playing wiffle ball in the dark. I'm joined, as always, uh, by my assistant coach, Rick Hines. And today, we have our third assistant coach with us, Mr. Todd Yates. What's up, Todd? What's up, everybody? Hey, Todd. What's happening? Just enjoying the podcast. That's right, man. All right. So we are, our Wolves 11U team is in Panama City for the Grand Slam World Series event. Uh, we have, what, how many teams did they say were in this, Rick? 40 teams. Well, in our, in our age division. Oh, uh, I think you said around 190. For the whole tournament? From 8U to 13, 13 or 14. That's crazy. Yeah. That's awesome, though. So, uh, you know, a ton of teams. Um, we are part of the 11U bracket, and there's 40 in ours, as Rick said. Yeah, and it's open. It's wide open. They didn't, uh, didn't seed it or anything, you know, AAA, AA or yeah. anything like that. It's wide open. So we had an interesting first day. Um, we were down here during Tropical Depression Claudette, and our first day we got a ton of rain and everything got pushed back, pushed back, pushed back. And in typical fashion, you know, so if you get one game in, you get half your money back. If you get two games in, you don't get any, any money back at all. So they were going to make sure we got our two games in. Oh, for sure. Absolutely. So, so what we did is our first game started at 1045 local time, time which is central so 10:45 for us for his eastern time so yeah. at 11:45 that's when we started our game at 11:45 we're talking 11 year olds right we played a double header so our second yeah. game didn't start to about 1 1, 1 a.m. yeah unbelievable so we won our first game against a really good Alabama team and then our second game, we played a major team from Alabama, and, and just honestly, we just, after being at the beach in the pool all day and playing in the middle yeah. of the night, we just didn't have any gas. Yeah, we, we could have been playing, you know, my daughter's softball team still lost. <laughs> what is, all right, so guys, what is too late? I mean, so if you're in this situation, so you're in the situation of running an event, you're running a tournament, and you're trying to get all these games in, right? Because obviously, it's one of these situations where, You've got all 192 teams. So if you don't get these games in, you don't get through the bracket, and then you go into Sunday, you just have issue after issue. Right. So from the tournament director's point of, point of view, what do you do? Do you do what they did to us? Do you play in the middle of the night? Do you push them back? What's too late to start an 11-new game or a kid's game period? I mean, I, I guess they did what they had to do. I mean, we, we actually had the option, and we were talking about it. Do we want to just – Go on a roll with it and have that second game super late, or come back in the morning. Right, we had the option and play to come that game. Eight. And honestly, there was, there was no right answer because a there was storms coming in in the morning anyway. Yeah, and you know, just you're out late and then you got to get up. What's better, just staying up or going to sleep for a few hours and then getting up again? So we just rolled with it. Right, but not only that, you know, we played. Uh, we finished at two a.m. We might have had to have been back at eight a.m. Well, that's just it. And that's just it. Well, the other yeah. thing was crazy. There's, so, so there's 40 teams waiting on us to finish. Right, right. So they didn't know if they were playing. The, I think six teams had 8 a.m. games. Maybe even eight teams had 8 a.m. games. And they didn't know it They had no idea. 2 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> they had no clue until right. we were done what time they had to get up. So somebody had to wake up. We didn't get back to the hotel until 3 a.m. Yeah. Local time. So that's 4 a.m. 
So when we go back to the hotel, I mean, people must have been waiting up or getting up super early to figure out what was going on. Or they sign up for those alerts or whatever, you know. People have their alarm set. Yeah, you know, look, that's the risk you run when you go to one of these destination tournaments. Overall, though, how's it been? Uh, Give me the vibe. How's it been? I think this has been great. We've had a good time. Like you said, we went through a tropical depression. It's been rain off and on the first couple days, but we still got to hang out at the beach two, three hours a day. Then we got to play, hang out at the yeah, beach. Yeah, it hasn't been washouts. No, it hasn't been a washout. We still got to play baseball, and we're going to play baseball again tomorrow. Yeah. yeah. Rick, what do you think? What's your, what's your overall feeling of, of the Grand, Grand Slam World Series? So we came to this event. I'd say most of the team came to this event as far as – our mindset as having a vacation right and playing a little bit of baseball right which we've had the opportunity to do yeah you know weather hasn't been perfect it's never going to be perfect but you know we've had plenty of beach time and we've we've played pretty well you know we've had some good baseball and you know we're still playing so you know the the thing that for me is so walking out of we got smashed in our second game in the middle of the night and as we were leaving I asked the coach, it was another team from Alabama, I said, how did you keep your kids so fresh? Like, how, how, how were they so ready to play? And he said, hey, we came here to win a, base, win a baseball tournament. No beach, no pool day of baseball. Now, he also told me they're two, ways, two hours away from a beach, so going to a beach isn't a big deal to them. Yeah. So it, it, we just weren't on the same playing field. So it's kind of interesting. Now, we came down, like Rick said, you know, we're not going to tell our kids they can't go to the beach, can't go to the pool. This is more of a vacation than it is baseball. But obviously we want to do well. We want to win. We want to do as well as we can. But we're trying to make memories and, and make this something that's a, li- a lifetime memory for these kids. And it's also a little bit of team bonding as well. You know, these kids yeah, certainly. all go to different schools. And they were able to come together this week and all hang out pretty much 24-7 with each other. And yeah. it's been great. Well, more than team bonding, family bonding. Family bonding, Families. yeah. You know, these families are becoming kind of a tight-knit group now, and this is a pretty big piece of it, having this trip and having everybody here. So it's kind of cool. Yeah, and we're all fortunate enough to be in the same complex. We're staying at the Edgewater uh, Golf and Beach Resort. Uh, props to them. I, I think it's been overall pretty good. Yeah, what's your feeling on the, uh, the condo situation here, Todd? Oh, I love the condos. They're great. So, I mean, it, it's cool. There's three different towers. There's a couple different pools. There's a private beach area where Edgewater is. Uh, I think we would recommend Edgewater. Now, I know Edgewater has been around forever. A lot of people our age, it was funny. I was talking to a, a client of mine and told her we were coming, and she goes, oh, my gosh, I went to Edgewater Beach <laughs> when I was in high school. Are you serious? I was like, yeah. You know, so I know this yeah. place has been around forever. Yeah, it's obviously not the <laughs> brand-new, shiny, right. you know, just-built hotel. You know, it, it shows its age a little bit, but uh, – it's affordable, and uh, yeah. it's right on the beach. All the condos are different, so you can kind three of get four, what you need. Three or four pools to choose from, yeah. right on the beach, walk out and go on the beach. Um, right. Yeah. Well, you get renovated condos. You get the pools. You get three pools. You get, walk right out on the beach. There's jet skis right out here when you walk out on the beach. So what more do you need? We're 10 minutes away from the ballparks. Yep. Right. So that's nice. You know, Really, we're, we're kind of 10 minutes away from everything. Now, Panama City traffic's a little bit of a different story, but we're 10 minutes away from everything. So it's, it's been a really, really cool kind of, kind of a good, good, it's a good spot. situation. It's a yeah, good it's spot. a great spot. So I would, I would certainly recommend Edgewater if you're looking at going into a destination event. Now, this is our first destination event. We'll probably try something different next year, but as far as a beach event goes, it's been great. It took, it took about 10 to 12 hours, depending on traffic, to get here. Um, a few of us stopped on the halfway on the way down, did the Space Museum, which was awesome. Awesome. So, you know, there, there's some, some good options as far as coming here to play. 
You know, I think uh, most people from the city of Louisville are used to coming to like Destin or Watercolor Seaside, places like that, Panama. So it's it's an easy drive, really, for that Kentuckiana area. So let's talk a little baseball. So yesterday, I did something that two things actually yesterday before i did a couple coaching things people thought i was nuts overdoing they both worked so when when you do something that's <laughs> kind of crazy and it works you look like you're a genius right. but if it doesn't work people would have been like what in the world was he yeah. thinking so i did have a kid bunt with two strikes um and and i'll tell you what my my reasoning was he's one of our better actually our four hole hitter got a lot of power i had, a, I had some speed on third base and I knew we could get there, and it was basically it was to walk off, right? Yeah. So if we score one out, we win. Um, I, I had once they got those two strikes on. I don't know if everybody noticed, so they were playing bunt, bunt, bunt because that's what they thought we were doing, right? And actually, which he, we were, <laughs> he tried the yeah. first one and bunted it foul, and said so they had everybody in. And honestly, it probably would have been a little bit more of a tougher situation if. They were playing everybody in, but with two strikes, they called it off, and they backed them up. And I looked at it looked at Jackson, who's our four hole hitter, and I gave him that bunt sign, and he gave me just grinned. <laughs> I had faith in the kid. I mean, now granted, he doesn't typically bunt, but he has laid down some good bunts. And I'll, I'm telling you, man, he put down a perfect little bunt. Our third baseman, ooh, he just sprinted down, scored. It was awesome. It was a great moment. Now people came up and were like, two strikes, you let him bunt? I know it was kind of a crazy call, but the way that they played their defense, I figured it was an easy it was an easy run if we were able to get the ball and play, which he did. Yeah, so. we, we just had to get a bat on the ball no matter where you put what it. What were you two thinking when that happened? Oh, I saw you call it. I, I was <laughs> like, oh, man, I, all he's got to do is just touch it and put it out there, and Max is, you know, yeah, he our, was gonna our score. kid on third is going to score. Yeah, because he has a yeah. ton of speed, right. athletic kid. Yeah. No, I'll tell you, I looked over at our fans and I said, what is he thinking? <laughs> well, you know, the four I, hole hitter. You here we go. You weren't the Base only one. Loaded, yeah. one out. You weren't the only one. Um, that was, I, and I got a couple texts later on that night, like, "Whoa, what a gutsy call!" Now, those texts would have been, "What a dumb call!" Right. If if that ball doesn't go fair, but it went. Um, it, wor- it worked, and you look like the hero, <laughs> right? And then, so in the next game, we had a situation where one of our fastest kids was on third base, and man, I tell you. This left-hander, he didn't know how to slide step. And so we took advantage of him all day long. And so if you were new to coaching travel ball, teach your kids how to slide step. Good grief. That seems like that's one-on-one. But this is one of the top team. I forget where they were. What was it? Where was that team They were from? from somewhere in Alabama. That was another Alabama yeah, team. Yeah. And they weren't a bad team. No, they, they were bad. good. And, and, and their kid had no idea how to slide step. I was blown away because he kept this yeah, big huge, old leg kick. huge yeah. leg kick. And so slow we, we were slowing – now, he had a great move to first. Um, uh, it did pick two of us or one of us off? Uh, I At least don't know. one. Don't, At least one. But he almost picked off three or yeah, four yeah, or five yeah. of them. He had a great move right. to first. But his move was so slow yeah. to the plate, we kept – we still third constantly. And then I got one of my faster kids up. We had two outs. And I told him, I said, hey, I'm going to give Landon, the kid at – batting the signal that you're stealing so he doesn't swing i want you to steal home um and eli looked at me it's actually rick's son <laughs> eli looked at me and said all right he didn't he didn't quit he didn't second guess me he didn't say are you sure he said all right and he took a good lead and as soon as that kid brought his leg up eli took off and the kid just went ahead and went through his motion and pitched got there it was close close but eli head first slowed, slid got his hand in it was another situation people were like oh my god you let you had a kid steal home but it was, I felt like we could still run that way, and we did, yeah. and it worked. Again, 
if it doesn't work, you're going to look like the bad guy. But unfortunately, I was the hero on that one. But so let, give me another, your thoughts. Another on those. gutsy call. Another gutsy call. Did you all see that one coming, or did you know what I was doing there? No, I had no idea. I knew what you were doing. I saw your eyes. I knew what you were thinking. You didn't we, see the call, and, and we've been, yeah, I saw the call, and we've been talking about that since the World Series last year. Yeah, yeah. Trying well, to steal home because because what happened in the World Series? It got balked, right? The, no, he did step off and he threw it home. Oh wait, so he didn't balk? No. Well, see, that's the thing. So if you don't continue your move, so this kid had a long, crazy leg kick. Yeah, once it, he was in it, he was committed, yeah. and it took well, forever. And if you do something other than your normal move, it's, it's going to be a balk, right. unless you step off. So yeah. I knew that kind of going in, and I felt like Eli could get there because of how long this kid's leg kick was. Absolutely. Yeah, I so, saw Eli take off, and I, I thought you were laying down another squeeze. And I was like, oh, okay. And then Landon just pulls out of <laughs> the box. I'm like, oh, boy. Yeah, well, no. Landon knew it was coming. Yeah. And look, I wouldn't have a kid, obviously, swing in that situation. Right. So I made sure Landon, and Landon looked at me, and he looked at me kind of sideways. He was like, okay. Will you, I'm taking this, and we're stealing home. And I was like, yep. And so he said, all right. So he just stood there. He took it. He didn't swing. Eli steals home. Awesome situation. Again, that could have gone real bad real quick, but thankfully that worked. And, you know, and the pitcher never really even looked him back. No. Well, I mean, he's never, a left-hander. He he's, he's got his back right, to him, right. so he never even saw him leading off. He didn't even glance. And Eli had – they weren't even holding. No. So uh, it, it was kind of a perfect storm. So they weren't even holding him on third, which because that's a tough move for a left. I get it. So we went ahead and got about halfway, and as soon as he got into his move, Eli broke. He's got the little sliding glove. I felt a little bit more confident with that because he had the oven mitt on, so he, he got his hand across for a home plate, so it worked. But, again, if you're a travel ball coach and you're kind of in this 9U season, it's 9U where you start pitching, right? Or is it, it's not 8U. 9U. So when you, if you're starting that 9U, teach them how to slide step. I mean, it's such a, a huge, huge thing to know how to do, and I'm amazed – how many of these top-level teams have kids that don't slide step? And even if it's not a good – even if you're uncomfortable with it, get used to it because you're going to have to do that, you know, down the road and at the next level. You you have to have that. you you, you got to be able to pitch from the windup. you got to pitch from the stretch, and you got to have that slide step. And you got to have pickoff moves. you got to have the whole package. You know, so let's talk about the pickoff move for a second. I'm glad you brought that up, Rick. So what we do – and again, and, and I've said this from the beginning, we're not holding any secrets back here. This is, I'm kind of an open book. I'm taking the Gary V model here where I'm, I'm going to just give you all the knowledge and, you, and, and hopefully, you know, people use it and, and take what they want out of it. But what we do from a pickoff move, we take our shortstop and we have him in the back pocket of the kid on second base. So I'm talking about if you've got a runner on second here. So we put him in his back pocket and then he kind of moves with him. What we want to do is we want to be far enough behind him where that kid on second can't see him. And so either our shortstop's going to move and he's going to go to second or he's going to move and kind of play in position. So as soon as he plays in position, our pitcher slide steps and goes home. We see a lot of people that just take their second baseman, they stand them on second yeah, base. just park them on the base. Just park them there. Yeah. And then they have the huge hole right there at second. Right. Or they do the same thing with the shortstop. Yeah, depending on if it's a lefty or righty. I just I, To I me, know. it's like you got to have kids play in their position. And this way, I've never – no one's ever picked us off by parking a kid there. But we've picked several kids off and had a ton of close plays by doing it this particular way. Right. And, and by the time the pitcher lets the pitch go, we're, everybody's in position. Nobody's – you know, we're not leaving that big hole. We're not leaving the big gap. Um, you know, we learned that from Rick Arnold. Uh, yeah. I mean, we, we learned a ton from hey. him with the pitching and the pickoff. Speaking I mean. of Rick Arnold, the Trinity Shamrocks won their first baseball state title this past week. 
Um, I had a long conversation with Rick, and I'll probably have him on here in the next couple of weeks to talk about it. It was interesting, and so let's talk about this for a second, because I know the three of us kind of paid attention to that championship game. They played McCracken County, who had beat them the two previous times they had played them in the state championship, by the way. Not in the state championship game, but in the state right. tournament. Right. Good program. Great Good program. program. Yeah. So what happened was their best pitcher, who which they pitched on – Thursday night, so the championship game was on Saturday afternoon, okay. was their third baseman. And Rick kept saying, well, we're going to see their best pitcher at some point. They pitched like their third guy uh, to start the game, who was good, uh, who, I, who was a freshman, by the way, who Rick said, hey, he's going to be a top, top guy in the next couple of years. Sure. Um, but their best, their best pitcher was on third base. Well, what happened was they tried to go lefty against lefty. It didn't work. Um, then they had another lefty come up. So the, the first guy gets rocked a little bit, so they have to go to the bullpen. And so they kept thinking, man, why are we not seeing their, their, their ace? Well, Rick said the, what they messed up, they, they were playing him. He's playing third base. And he's, in high school, you've got to be able to get your kid warmed up. Uh-huh. Now, at our age, you can pull a kid and kind of let him warm up a little bit. But in high school, you're not just going to throw that kid out there without putting him in the bullpen. So they play, instead of DHing him, they put him on third base. So they were never able to get to him to pitch. Uh-huh. By the time they wow. pulled him – to put him in the bullpen, game was, was done. Yeah. It was too, too late. late. So Rick thought they made a, a a pretty substantial coaching error there, which was well. And who knows? I mean, I, would it have made a difference? You don't know. You don't I mean, know. Yeah. And look, he's got a ton, and I shouldn't say coaching error. He's got a ton of respect for those guys right. in, in that program. But he was shocked that they didn't have to see that number one guy. Yeah. And and being that they they had him on third and weren't able to warm him up in the bullpen, I just thought that was kind of interesting. And uh, Matt Klein, the catcher, just signed to U of L. Saw that. Saw that. You know, he had been Rick's been high on that kid, and, and really has been all over U of L, saying you need to give him a look, need to give him a look. And finally, it looks like McDonald kind of got on board and gave him an offer. So that was pretty awesome. He's a good player. I've seen him play. He's solid. Real good. Batting over 400. Isn't he? Yeah, he's batting over 400. A lot right. of lot of power. And you know, and so it's interesting. So he's the next Trinity guy to go from Trinity to Louisville to be a catcher. So Messinger. Is there now DHing quite a bit, yeah. so there's kind of they're starting a little pipeline of uh, of people to Louisville. It's kind of cool, nice. but I'll have Rick on at some point to to talk about the Trinity. And look, you know, I know I sound like I'm all Trinity. I'm actually a Saint X alum. <laughs> um, I just happen to be friends with with Coach Arnold and, and have a ton of respect for what he does. And he's done a lot for our program, so you know we have a ton of respect for what what Rick does. So guys, before we wrap this thing up, because we're going to make this one short, because like I said, we're on the beach. We're in Panama City. I think you can hear the fireworks and the waves crashing and everything else. <laughs> um, if we had this chance to come to the Grand Slam event again, would we take it? Will we pass? What do you guys think? What, what's our next trip look like? Do we come here again or not? Uh, yes and no. I, I think it's been great. I think it's been a great experience. Um, me myself, I would be more inclined to a let's say more more baseball focused trip maybe next year because in my head I think we'll have pretty much the same group of kids and uh, I, I think we're going to build upon having a great year this year and hopefully take it to the next level next year and hopefully maybe have a more baseball focused trip um, as far you know outweighing the beach part of it yep. um, as a vacation. I agree with that. I Have more with of that. a baseball focus. Yeah. Todd, what do you think? What's your suggestion there? I'd be willing to do that. One thing we can always think of, though, is if we go to a destination, you know, it is kind of difficult to plan around events such as weather and things to that extent. So when you go to other places, 
if you have things scheduled for one day and it rains, it just pushes everything off. So you always have to deal with the weather. So if we go somewhere that's more baseball focused, then you don't really have to deal with the weather except for delays in your baseball game. So it's a really good point. Now we have had turf fields here. So, you know, the, the weather has not affected it as much as it could have because of the amount of the rain. Now it's interesting though because there there's so many teams so they're playing in two different parks. One park's dirt fields, one park one park is turf fields. And it seems like if the dirt fields can't play, there's a little bit of crossover there to where it kind of delays both. Um, I'm not real sure how they're doing that. Well, it's the lightning. So, you know, you're on the right. Gulf, so you're going to get some unpredictable weather and some pop-up thunderstorms. So it's the lightning that has been, I think, more of a distraction than the rain. Well, so tonight, we were supposed to play at 8 p.m. tonight, but it got pushed to tomorrow morning because of lightning kept delaying. Every time it strikes, it's that other 30 minutes, so it kept kind of getting get pushed back. So now we're actually playing in the morning as opposed to playing this evening. So kind of interesting a couple topics i want to hit before we wrap this thing up uh we picked a tournament that was not a stay and play so it, or as far as yeah that was a big decision that too. was a big yeah. decision and and so what i mean by stay and play is that you have to book your hotels through the tournament baseball director. tournament right. And they make a commission. The hotels are a lot more expensive. We picked a tournament where we kind of do our own thing. We could find our own rooms. Yeah, and honestly, we were able to find a lot better deals doing it this way. Right. Um, we were able to kind of get the same complex without it being such a big deal um, with, with absorbent fees and that type of thing. So uh, what's your guys' feeling on staying plays? Is it something we'll try it someday or what? <laughs> I'd rather not. I mean, like yeah. you said, I mean, we're going to get, we're going to pay way more than we should. Right. You know, that that's how, <laughs> that's how they're making a little bit of their money also on the side, you know. Right. And having these hotels. And with families coming down here, you have some families coming with their parents and grandparents and right. things like that. And they can right. find their rooms to fit their needs, which is a lot better than some of those staying place. Because if you try to find a two, three bedroom place in one of those, you're gonna. That's a great point yeah, because that whole extended got, family thing. Yes. Yeah, I think we got one family with like three different sets of grandparents. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. it's great. Yeah, you're right. We got big. We yeah. have a big turnout yeah. at the. You know, I, one thing they have done at this tournament that I liked uh, is they did a team gate fee. Now it was seven hundred dollars, so it was pretty expensive. But they're not charging you ten, fifteen, twenty bucks every time you, right. you walk in. So yeah, it's kind of nice. Great. I thought that was great. Yeah, I, I I enjoyed that. I'm 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 liking having to be able to walk in and out without you know getting charged every time. Just makes it a lot easier that way. It does make it a lot easier. And I tell you, what's cool about this tournament is there's teams from California, Texas, Alabama, Florida, you name it, Kentucky, Indiana, Georgia, all Georgia, yeah. Tennessee, all over the place. Obviously, Florida. <laughs> so we're we're seeing kind of the best of the best around the whole gamut here, this southeastern region. It's yeah. been pretty cool, man. You really see where you stack up. And you got those local teams who, obviously, they're not going to the beach every day because they could go to the beach any day they want. So they're baseball focused for sure. Yeah, and I tell you, man, once you are at the beach all day, at the pool all day, your legs are just a little weak. They're just like, yeah, it takes a little bit out of you. But again, like we said, we're not going to take that away from our kids. We're from Kentucky. We don't get this all the time. Right. So it's just one of those situations, you know, we're trying to make memories here. If we play well, great. Um, if we get beat in a game we shouldn't, then then so be it. It is what it is. It is what it is. And, and I think our families are on board with that. Um, the kids understand. You know, one thing that we're, we're, we're moving to uh, this, this year is we're really doing a focus on a, an us-before-me mentality. Um, we're really focusing on body language. We're really trying to do things that... Um, promoting doing things in a positive way. Now, now, let me tell you something here. 
we're not saying rah rah every time you you, you goof up, right? right. So our, our coaching philosophy is, hey, we want to see good body language. If you strike out, pick up the guy next to you, right? If you strike out, let's go to the guy on deck and say, hey, pick me up, let's go. Yep. Tell him what you saw. If you saw a good curve, if you saw, if, hey, the, the, the ump's calling a little bit outside. You got to watch that outside corner. Whatever it is, instead of sulking, crying, right. throwing your helmet, throwing your bat, we're really trying to promote this whole us before me culture. It's hard with 11 year olds. Super hard. We've got emotional kids. Well, and I get it. So, baseball, you know, it, it is a team game, obviously, but you're up there by yourself at the plate. And, you know, if, if you're unsuccessful yourself, you feel like you're letting the whole team down. For sure. You know, it, it, it's, it's really hard, but right. we've got to ingrain in these kids that it's, it's not all about you every time. You know, it, you may have been unsuccessful that at-bat. You're probably going to get another one later in the game, especially if it's your first at-bat. Pick the guy up next to you. Tell them what you saw. Try to help them out so they don't make the same mm-hmm. mistake you did. Mm-hmm. And it's tough for these 11-year-olds. I mean, they don't want to disappoint their parents, Us. their teammates, their coaches. Yeah. They care. They care. They then care. they have opposing fans and right. opposing players yelling at them, yeah. cheering when they do something wrong. Or, or hip-checking you when you yeah. turn around first. <laughs> Blindside hip-checks. Yeah. We had uh, an interesting situation yesterday, so yeah. Yes. Uh, you know, we ran into Lucas Dunn at the batting cage down here. I think Lucas Dunn, who was the second baseman for the University of Louisville, I guess he's from Panama City. Yeah. We ran into him in a batting cage. We asked him to say a few words to our team, and, and that's what he talked about. It talked about. It. He's like, "Look, he touched on every bit of that. Don't be afraid to sacrifice yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it, do your job. You got a guy on third, hit the ball on the ground, get him in. Do your job. Hit a sack fly. Yeah. Don't feel that's part of baseball." Yeah, he said, if I, went, if I go three for four and we lose, I'm not happy about that. But if I go 0 for five and we still win, I'm, I'm happy. Yeah. I'm happy because we won. Right. Right. <laughs> and so we really got to get our kids to kind of have that mentality. It's something that we're really promoting. Now, we're not great at it. And if you have suggestions, I'd love to hear it because we're, we're trying to get better at coaches as far as instilling that as a culture within our team. Because we care, too. We're not perfect. We care, oh, too, I'm, and we get upset, too. <laughs> my body language is terrible, and I keep, I keep telling the kids I'm going to try to get better at it, and, they, and it just seems like it yeah. keeps getting worse. But I'm, I'm going to try because we're really trying to promote that whole, again, us before me, great body language. I really think that if we can get these kids playing for each other yeah. and about each other, we're going to have a lot more success than we are if you're worried about individual stats. And I told him last night, if your body language is better, you will you will probably play better. Yeah. I mean, you almost have to. I, there's no doubt. I mean, because it's one of those things where if you succeed as a team, you're going to succeed individually. It's just part of it. And, and it's something that, again, I think it's really important to instill in teams uh, I'd like to know. I'd like to know what your thoughts are on that. I mean, you can always you can always hit us up via our Facebook page. You can leave comments via YouTube, wherever you see the videos. You can leave a comment on it. I'd like to know how coaches approach that because we feel like we're doing the right thing there. Um, but you know, there's there's different philosophies and different ways to do it. But I, I, I to me, it's all about playing for the name on the front, not the back. Yep. All right, guys. Well, we're gonna wrap this up. Once again, if if you have any sort of baseball need, and have either of you guys used Guardian Baseball yet? I've used Guardian Baseball. I've ordered on eBay from Guardian Baseball. What's, what's your experience been? Oh, it's been great. Fast well, we, shipping, everything you need. Well, we were able to go to the local warehouse. I mean, you can't beat that, right? 
So yeah, I mean they have a local warehouse, and actually our catcher just went to the local warehouse. He yeah. went on and tried on gear. Yeah. He got some actual catching gear that fit him. Uh, it's baseball people, so they know the gear. They know everything that you need to have. And, and don't forget that discount when you're listening to the Travel Wild Podcast. You know, it's interesting, too, because they talk to me about, they say, look, Dick's doesn't have good stuff. You can't go to Dick's. You can't go to the big box stores and get the real baseball gear. I didn't realize that. I'd always kind of done my shopping at a Dick's. Um, but I, I'm, I'm super excited to have the Guardian Baseball option. Again, as Rick just mentioned, use the code Kentucky and a Travel Ball for additional 15% off. We're at the beach. I don't know. We're going to go awesome. celebrate here a little bit. It's a nice night. It is a beach. nice night. All right, signing off for the Kentucky and a Travel Ball podcast. We appreciate you listening. Uh, next week, we'll have some really good guests, some really great content. We'll see you then. Thanks for tuning in. Thank you.